Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. We are hitting a partial arts episode today, and man, we're excited. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, holding down the homeland is Chad Lindsay. What's happening? I'm just holding down that homeland, brother. Hell yeah. Enjoying, uh, enjoying going back to see this masterpiece. Absolute God damn, masterpiece. this is a good movie. This movie's smoking awesome. I fucking love this movie. I watched it probably a, two weeks ago. And not knowing we were going to do it for the show. And man, like it holds up. It's awesome. There's no point where you can come into this movie and be like, well, okay, well, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Like if you walk into the room and it's on, you're just like, oh, oh, I like this scene. And you sit down and you're in for the rest of the movie. Yeah. That's just the way this works. Yeah. There's no weak point where you can be like, well, okay, I'll shoot out and get something. Nope. You're sitting there. Your, your ass dent is in the sofa for the next hour and a half. The funny thing is like, this movie, I would have been a teenager. I would have been 14 when it came out. And leading up to it, I used to watch WWF wrestling Saturday afternoons. <laughs> yeah, me too. And they <laughs> were plugging the shit out of this movie on WWF. They were actually showing, like, where they actually have seen where they attacked the gorillas and Jesse Ventura's there and, like, there's all kinds of awesome shit. They showed that, you know, Saturday morning, middle of the fucking day. Like, you know, well, because he was up. in there yeah, and he's the it. star of the movie, yeah. Gene. So, I'm the star, not not Arnold. <laughs> he, uh, so they did, uh, they did. They, they pumped it up, but when it came out here in Nova Scotia, it was rated R, and I couldn't see it, and I was gut-wrenched. And then my buddy David Harris was moving. His whole family was moving to Ontario, so he and his dad were driving up to Ontario to check out the new house and stay there for a week because he was starting a new job up there. So I drove up with them, got to Ontario, opened up the newspaper, Predator, rated 14 in Ontario, so we were just like, yeah, what it the is. fuck? Went to the theater, saw it as a 14-year-old kid, came back to Nova Scotia, and everybody was like, like I was the goddamn mayor's wife. They're like, hey, there he is. Oh, there's that guy. He saw the movie. And uh, it was amazing. I got to see it like way before any of my local friends down here. So, so jazzed. And I loved it. And I've seen it a million times. I actually said when we were going to do this movie, like, I don't even need to watch it. Again, but I did, of course, but I don't need to because I've seen this movie hundreds of times. Yeah, this movie's awesome. Like you, this is one of the rare few movies that, with with one extraordinarily tiny nitpick that I'll have, and I'll tell you that when we get to it. But other than that, one tiny little ass kind of inconsequential thing, this movie's perfect. Yeah, it really is, and. This was during the day where they were cranking movies out like crazy, right? They were cranking yeah. them out. It was just like hit after hit, unstoppable. Were yeah, 87 movies, man, like just on fire. Crazy time. And this could have been, like if they didn't give it the love, care, and attention to detail that they gave it, it could have been just another corny 80s action flick. But the fact that they spent so much time on making this movie so good 
It's really, really solid, and that's why it's still a fantastic fucking movie today. Yep, the story's awesome. They pull you through the redesign of the Predator after the whole Van Damme thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did, did you see? Have you? You, you must yes. have seen the 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 takes of the creature. Holy shit balls! It looks like a a fucking duck or something. Like, <laughs> it looked awful. Yeah. They, originally, they wanted to do it as like a chameleon, and. Obviously, they were going to do special effects with it because he's running around in this fucking red suit that, like, they're in the jungle, so they can't use green suit, right? They've got to use the no, opposite they had to of use green. Red for the opposite for that. And sky, he's yeah. running around like he he looks like something from fucking SpongeBob's like neighborhood, you know, like yeah, some under like the Patrick's sea friend. fucking creature, yeah. But it's um the way that it turned out with. They bring Stan Winston in to do the creature redesign. Yeah. And you have probably one of the most, well, I was going to say probably the most, but definitely one of the most iconic creatures from any decade. Yeah. Amazing creature. Yeah. This is right up there with, with Alien. You know, like, it, it, it's right there, which is yeah. why they put them together in later movies, right? But, I mean, you know, you talk about iconic movie villains, like it's Jason and Freddy, Michael Myers, and, like, Predator is there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's in, it's essential viewing. So, yeah, this movie's the shit. This was originally titled Hunter. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, and initially it was titled Hunter, so they, they ended up changing it to The Predator and then just Predator. So, I, which, like good hunter. choices. Good choices all around. Yeah. Yeah, that's why there's a pause after that line in the movie. So, yeah, the opening of this film is the shit with the the spacecraft kind of flying by Earth and jettisoning the the pack. I love how quickly this movie goes, and I love how they don't build up shit. They just show us a spaceship dropping off one of their boys, and then the spaceship Burns up on entry. Yeah. I love it. And I love the fucking score. Oh, the score is the shit. The music in this film... Is wicked that do 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 do. It's do 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 do. Like it's 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 tension building. It puts you on the edge of your seat. Like fuck, what's gonna happen? Jesus Christ! Like oh my oh, god! Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> it's awesome. And then they cut right from that to the team flying in on the chopper to the beach, and all the boys getting off the chopper here. I love how it comes in. They get a cool ass pilot to like fucking tail that thing in. Oh, it looks. I I don't know badass. anything about helicopters, but. One thing I will say from my completely uninformed outsider looking in, that helicopter looked like it was coming in both low and hot. Like, <laughs> like, yep. like, that, like if that helicopter was really coming into like a military installation, they'd be, what the fuck is this guy doing? Jesus yeah. Christ, get that fucking like, like, it's awesome. Tom Cruise buzzing the fucking tower. Like, what yeah. the fuck are yeah, you doing? Like it, it, it just like, won't. It just like comes in fast, lands. Everybody gets off. They're all dressed fucking cool. And then, of course, man, these guys getting Dutch off the is just getting like off the smoking. chopper. Oh, they it's look the great, don't they? They look fucking awesome getting off the Mac in his suit. Yeah. Arnold apparently wasn't allowed to light his cigar in the chopper for like health and safety concerns or whatever. So that little glow of his cigar was added after in post. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because oh, well, they were pretty good. It I looks fucking awesome. It. I would never know. And he's all jacked and got his fucking forearm-sized cigar. He's the shit. I like how they just get in the Jeeps. You know, all the fucking villagers are looking at them like, who the fuck are these guys? And then they just rip through the 
They rip through the beach, all through the fucking water, just like. Well, I like that they get in a jeep to drive fucking fifty feet. Well, like, yeah. What are you doing? They, <laughs> they, they seem to drive past the helicopters that they landed in. I was watching it, and I was just like, Yeah, I don't oh, understand yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> they probably did like a couple of donuts. Let's look cool, everybody. But anyway, it's fucking great. Like, it's an awesome. And even when they're there, they do a quick little cut to the general, and they do a yep. quick cut to uh, Dylan sitting to there, Dylan sitting, sitting there on a beer. And yep. like the lighting and everything is good, and the music's great. It's just an awesome fucking thing. And at first, you think they're there for this, like you know, you kind of put that in your head, like, oh, a spaceship landed. Want you guys to check it out? But no, like they have no fucking idea about the spaceship. No, they just know a bunch of guys got killed. Yeah, a bunch of their boys, and or they don't even know they're killed. They just know their boys are missing. Yeah, at this point. And they're like, okay, we need you to come in and help us out. And the general shows them a map here. And, uh, you know, Arnold's like, well, what are you fucking bringing us for? Like, we're, what do you need us? And then Dylan pipes up, of course. Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Dylan! You son of a bitch. Because some, some damn fool thought you <laughs> said you were the best. Dylan! Is look you back. Son Dylan. of a bitch. I love it's the classic <laughs> line from the movie. And man, the, the two of them like Arnold makes Carl Weathers look small. Like that's and, fucking And crazy. Carl Weathers is fucking big. Yeah, Carl Weathers is fucking massive. And uh I, I yeah, this is just like this movie is like testosterone. Like if you Oh if you It's Jack City, man. If you cut this movie open, like juice would come out and whatever it landed on would just grow hair. <laughs> Right, just, oh Jesus! The floor, is right? Really, you know, like the blood in Aliens, how it burns through the floor. Like if you yep. cut this fucking DVD box, like it's just gonna drip, and then wherever it lands, it's gonna grow hair. That's just this fucking is the, chest hair. This is the Blash. super hyper masculine movie like ever made. It's fucking and amazing, unapologetically so. You know what I mean? Did oh, you yeah. know? I don't. I don't know if you know this because I didn't know this until I looked it up. Looking up this movie. There's a version of Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat X or something, where there's a skin you can get for Jax. You can change Jax's uh, uh, fight skin into, quote-unquote, Carl Weathers. Really? And he comes out looking like Dylan in fucking Predator. That and then is awesome. If you get Carl Weathers' skin to fight Johnny Cage... They will come out and slap five, and Johnny Cage says, you son of a bitch, and they slap five and, like, hold that that fucking handshake. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Now I want to get that now. That makes me want to buy the game. It makes me want to get a gaming system just for that. That is amazing. I would never stop playing that. No. Fucking awesome. Fucking Carl Weathers. I think it would be awesome if it was actually Carl Weathers and not Dylan. It is. Just like Carl Weathers. But it's voiced by Carl Weathers. Like, he came in and did the fucking vocals oh for it. Oh, my God. That is like, <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> it's the shit. I fucking love that. Oh, yeah. So they get the, the, the intro here of, well, not the intro, the reintroduction of, of Dylan and Dutch here. And initially, they're very, you know, friendly but adversarial like dudes are. But when Dylan advises Dutch, hey, man, I'm coming in with you. Yeah. Then you get kind of that, well, fucking wait a second now. Like... They, we they work alone. do a like, really good job at kind of like slowly building that tension, right? Like they, they like you can just yeah. kind of see the way that they feel 
that you know like oh no we don't want dylan we my team work general my team works alone he's like well we all have our orders and then sends them off and then we get that awesome scene of them in the helicopter right and they've the got that fucking helicopter that scene red, dude red red light washed over them and it's so so they they do such a good job at pre determining kind of what's going to happen because they're inside and they're using special light you know inside the helicopter which is kind of like the predator's thing later yep. on you know it's not lit up it's just all like bathed in red light so they can be stealthy and it's just really amazing at how layered this film is it's not just an action film no no it's fucking awesome the way like you see the relationship of this team in this helicopter where they're not fucking with each other blame takes out his chew and offers it to poncho poncho or bill duke they're like no no one of them throws a ball over at uh hawkins hawkins and he just fucking catches it he without just looking catches it while he's reading his sergeant rock Comics. It's yeah. fucking awesome. It's like awesome. these guys know each other. It's the shit. What Jesse says, this stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus, just like me. <laughs> that is the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus, just like me. Just like me. It's so good. <laughs> fucking long tall Sally playing, blasting on the fucking radio. It's the shit, man. Yeah, it's this really. It's a great way to introduce. The characters, again, yeah. kind of in that helicopter. It's awesome. And then, of course, yeah. Blaine spits his chew right on uh, Dylan's boot. Dylan's shoes, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hawkins telling his pussy jokes. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> it's right. so fucking yeah. funny. <laughs> and, of course, Hawkins, of course, is Shane Black, the yep. credited as making some of the great writing some of the greatest films like that was a time when you could literally write spec scripts and send them into hollywood he wrote lethal yeah. weapon he's like hey i got an idea for a movie like how many arsehole friends do you have that just walk up to you and say i got an idea for a movie like everybody does yep. that but i mean he's just like i got an idea for a movie uh lethal weapons uh you know i got this guy martin riggs murtaugh blah blah, blah. he writes it sends to hollywood they're like hey we like this <laughs> you know like yeah it's amazing like that you know he just showed up into Hollywood doing his shit. On his free time in this movie, he wrote The Last Boy Scout. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, the fucking guy's awesome. And we he came back... We should cover that for Partial Arts, actually, because... Fuck yeah, we should. We saw that, that in the theater, awesome. theater together way back in the day. Fucking, that makes me laugh every time I think of it, because <laughs> Bruce Willis, would you slip, fall, and your dick went in my wife? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get a dog. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah, this scene is great. And then when they start to wind it up of like, okay, we're going to land, and everybody goes from kind of, okay, we're just flying mode into, okay, business mode. Yes. It's awesome. Everybody knows what they're doing. Music goes off. Everybody goes into fucking handle your shit mode. And they pull it off. Like, they, they, they look like guys who know what they're doing. They don't look like actors fucking around. Well, the way they did the cutting, too, like... There's clearly stunt people. They've, they've got a shot of somebody coming from a helicopter, right? Like, yeah. And you can only see the silhouette of the dude, right? Anyway, he's yeah. coming from the helicopter. But then when they cut down to the ground, they're only dropping in like the last 10 or 15 feet. But it cuts so well together that you actually believe that these guys just did however fucking high that was, like 200 meters or whatever, that they actually yeah. repelled in. Like, they're only coming down the last little bit, but it looks really good. Like, it looks like these guys just 
like the way that it's shot and edited, it looks like they legitimately came out of the choppers. And yeah, they did it. I bought it. Amazing job. Amazing one, job. One of the things with this film is like it was actually done in the jungle. And yeah, they were in Mexico. Like they weren't screwing around. The behind the scenes stuff, Schwarzenegger was saying, like, he's like, this is terrible. The conditions are awful. We hate these working conditions. But he said, you know, like, one of the things that he goes with making movies is the more pain that we go through making the movie, the better it is for the audience. You know how positive he is about everything, right? Yeah, like, exactly. The more pain yeah. we go through here, the better it is for the audience. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we love this terrible <laughs> The audience pain. love it. Yeah, it'll yeah. be great, yeah. We're going to make the big summer blockbuster monkey movie. Like, he's just, like, and he's, he's legitimately talking about how the shittier and the, the more shit that they go through, the better it's going to come out on screen. And I believe that when I watch this movie because it's so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I love the camouflage they put on, like just the lines, the basic lines on their face. Yeah, it's it's fucking badass. Like, you're right. When you say this is a, like a man fucking testosterone movie. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, and, and the way that things used to be, right? You, like when they made movies... They were like, okay, we're going to make a movie for this niche audience. And the way that they make the movies today is they're like, okay, uh, this movie needs to make a billion dollars for us to make our money back because they're putting so much money in that they're like, okay, we want to make this movie appeal to uh, men, women, children, old people, fucking Martians. Young people, dogs, cats, monkeys, goats, goats, giraffes, giraffes, all that. So, like, (laughs) in these days, they're like, okay, here's a movie. Here's the budget for the movie. We're targeting males 18 to 24, right? Yeah. And so it's just going to ratchet up. Oh, uh, do we want to get any of the uh, elderly people? Nah, fuck those elderly people. They can go watch on Golden Bond. Like, movies were very segmented. (laughs) So when you say this is unapologetically... Uh, masculine it is because that's exactly who they were trying to sell tickets to and that's how they used to target but now they're like oh this is a four quadrant picture we want parents to bring their kids and we want everybody to see it that's why a lot of these movies now they're like oh it's a pg-13 because they they just need as many people to see it as possible and then you lose yeah. that niche aspect of it and i think it's kind of sad and stupid but you know well, it is it what is. it is and that's why and that's why in a lot of kids' cartoons now, you get those adult jokes thrown in. Oh yeah. That's true. Because they want you to they want the parents to have fun too because they know that they're coming, right? Well, that's the thing. Like you make a movie like this, okay, you're gonna see this, you know, an adult goes and buys a ticket. You make a movie like Shrek, you get a kid and an adult, right? Like yes, and that's, you're gonna get two tickets you're, you're out of that. You're gonna get two tickets, at least two tickets every time. So, you know, that's just kind of way the film world works, you know? Yeah. But, like, with, with this movie, that helicopter ride, which is, what are you, five minutes into the movie with that helicopter ride? Maybe maybe ten tops? Yes. You are weeding out everybody who doesn't want to be there. Because by the yeah. time Shane Black yeah. says, I told my girlfriend I would like a little pussy, and she yeah. said, yeah, me too. Mine's Mine as big as a house. house. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. Okay, you just lost... Like seventy five percent of the people that you yeah. don't want there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Who are the, those twenty five percent are just like Woo. that was right? hilarious. I'm going to say that to the guys at work tomorrow. So. <laughs> but like they understand at with this movie that 
when you target 18 to 25 year old dudes, you're not yeah. just targeting 18 to 25 year old dudes in 1987. Mm. You're targeting 18 to 25 year olds in 2021 as well. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like the yeah. shit's going to carry. Like yeah, you're still going to make those dudes laugh. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, fucking awesome. Pussy jokes standing the test of time. Standing the test of time. <laughs> <laughs> but I so fucking anyway. love when they they go through the the jungle here which is really cool but when they come to the chopper this is great because again they put that up in the trees i don't know how it was suspended but these guys are rope climbing up to get into the the chopper the missing chopper that they're actually gone to find looking for yeah, yeah they're actually climbing up there so it must have been pretty goddamn secured for them to be you know up there climbing around on it and shit it's and it's and which they find surprisingly easy they quickly yeah they do well they they head on the map like this is where it is but i think that one of the things that this movie does well is there isn't any fat in it like no like there's always something holding your attention so like they do the cool shots and we'll talk a little bit about mcturnan and how he shot this movie because he does a fucking amazing job in like he does a lot of shots where he's got one guy and then he slowly moves the camera and turns it into a two shot or he has the camera focused on one character and rack focuses to the other character to kind of show where their positions are this is like way ahead of the curve when it comes to action films and i think that that's one of the reasons why it's so goddamn amazing this was his second fucking film second first feature like his first one was a little horror film he did that one nomads with uh, nomads yeah brosnan but this on his fucking sophomore effort it is the shit the way that he stellar the way that he shoots this it is awesome like there's always something on the screen that is magical it could be a goddamn commemorative stamp like anytime you pause (laughs) this movie you're like fuck that looks really good. I'll pause it in another random moment. Oh fuck! I would, I would like to have that poster on my wall. <laughs> like, right? It's really, like he he does a really good job with this. You you can't state that enough. Like that no. camera moves and tracks in a way that's just beautiful. Yeah, it's it's tremendous for for a second time director. It's ridiculously good. But yeah, Billy finds the the footprints and you know what's happening and what's going on or what had happened. I should say. And they're trying to figure out, like, what the fuck? Like, these guys were good. I, I, what happened? So he sends Billy off to, to scout and see what's, what's up and figure out who's where and where the hell these guys got to and what the hell happened. And Dutch is kind of getting a bit of a, a sense here that Dylan is fucking with them a little bit and knows more. Yes. Knows more than he's letting on, kind of, which it bears out eventually. So I, I love here that Billy cuts the vine and is drinking from it. Hmm. And then as he's looking up, he sees like, oh, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And sees the bodies and the water's just running out of that vine all over him. Yeah. Like I was like when when I did my rewatch, that was one of the things I was like, I wonder how they did that. Like they probably had a vine and had some water in there because it's actually really cool. He just like cuts the vine open and he's like miming like he's drinking. But then when he pulls it away, there's actually water running out of it, which is really cool. And then- Billy just kind of stops as if he senses something like they give Billy not superhuman powers, but very close to it as far as his like tracking and his nose. They specifically refer to it as and then yeah. he moves in and fucking things ratchet up a lot real quick once they find that skinned body and then 
the three guys hanging up in the tree. Yeah. And Billy's like, fuck, holy shit. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) Holy Jesus Christ. Which, you know, fitful reaction that, you know, goddamn, anybody do that. But Billy, Billy's character in the first writing of the script, the the two brothers who wrote this, uh, Jim and John Thomas, Billy's character was supposed to be the lead. Like the Native American character was was initially written as the lead guy. Oh, really? And yeah, and then that character who you mentioned it, he 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 is supposedly not psychic per se, but he kind of has those powers and the connection to his Mayan ancestors, and he he has that that nose that they call it here, which they don't really make supernatural, but it's right on that kind of edge of like, well, B, you fucking know something, Billy? Like, tell me what's going on, man. So, but they're all, and I'm not going to use the term supernatural, but they're all more than human in this film, which is actually important because when we get to the upcoming scene, these guys are essentially predators. Yes. But we'll talk yeah. about that in a moment. But yeah, let's just carry on. So they, I, I did want to point out quickly that they show the, the bodies hanging there. The other guys come in, the team members come in because they got to see what's happening. And there's a vulture sitting there. And somebody boots that vulture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> out no, of the fucking they way. really kicked that vulture. That yeah, vulture really Animals kicked. were harmed in the making yeah. of this film. <laughs> and that concludes part one of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part two, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for three, four, and the exciting conclusion, part five. If you would like to get the full podcasts again, go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast to become a patron for as low as $5 a month. You can get all of our full podcasts on Sunday night before everybody else. If you don't want to do that, you can go to offendedpodcast.com and you can buy some merchandise there. That'll give us a little bit of a help and it'll also give you something cool to rep the podcast that you know you love. You can also follow us on our social media. So go to Twitter at YHOTP, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can just search You Have Offended This Podcast. Leave us your film recommendations there. Anything you want to see, we are open to as long as it has kick and punching and some violence. So we'd love to hear from you. Please engage with us. Please leave us a review anywhere you download your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. If you could, please also recommend us to your friends, family, loved ones, hated ones. We will take recommendations anywhere we can get them. Thanks once again for listening. And you have offended this podcast. We'll be back in your ears soon.